Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Easiest customer to sell to is the one who's purchased from you already. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to market like a politician. Yes, how to market like a politician. We're going to get into where this came from and why in a minute. But before we do that, let me tell you, when I have a motivation text message that I send out, Somewhere between daily and weekly, but you're going to be getting it straight to your phone free of charge. Message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, regardless of how often I can send it to you. You want to get that message, text me at my number, which is 305 384 6894. And every time I send out the daily motivation, everyone who's in my text community, that means you, will be receiving that message. That number's down below in the description as well. And the other thing is that workingyourgame.net have a new free 40 minute training for anyone here who is serious about taking your financial game to the next level when it comes to your business, your profession, your career, without having to kill yourself to make your next dollar. Even if you feel like you are already running yourself into the ground to make the money you're making now, you feel like you're already overworked, overtaxed, and undervalued. I want to tell you how you can get to the next level without those feelings anymore by just changing your approach. That is at workingyourgame.net. That training is completely free. You just got to go over there to get it. Again, that's at workingyourgame.net. Now let's get into today's topic, which is how to market like a politician. I got to thinking about this because, and I'll actually be writing an article about this as well sometime in the future. I haven't gotten to it as of this recording, but probably will have by the time you hear this and you'll get it depending on where you are in my email automations. But I'm also going to talk about it here on this show. So I started getting emails from this guy named Josh Shapiro, and Josh happens to be running for governor in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, I live in Miami, Florida, but being that I'm from Pennsylvania, somehow one of my email addresses ended up in Josh's database or somebody's database that Josh and his you know, campaign got a hold of. 
and they sent me an email. I remember the first email they sent me, which was probably around May of 2022, because Josh is running for governor and the election is in November of 2022. I remember when I first got the first email, my first instinct was do what most of your first instincts would be if you're not interested in this kind of stuff, not the kind of stuff that I normally follow or care about. Like what exactly they're saying in their email campaigns doesn't mean I wouldn't vote, but what they're saying in the campaigns don't really matter. I've usually already made up my mind who I'm going to vote for if I'm participating. So the first thing I was going to do was unsubscribe. Like, I don't even know who this is, how they get my email address. So what is this unsubscribe? No marking as spam or whatever you do to make sure you're not getting these emails anymore. But when I got the first one, I thought to myself, you know what? Let me keep reading these messages because I want to get a feel for how they market their way through a campaign. Because I got like the first one he sent out when they were really getting ready to really do the campaign, the emailing stuff. I got the very first one. So I said, let me just see how they do this and let me see what they talk about and how their messages evolve over time. So as of this recording, I'm recording this in late August 2022. So by the time you hear this, we may be actually not at the election yet, but getting closer. And I want to note some things that I have noticed about the way that these politicians run their campaigns, because what Josh is doing and running his campaign, even though he's the one whose emails I've been getting, I haven't been getting like a whole bunch of other people's campaigns. I could, if I wanted to go sign up for them, they would gladly send them to me. But there are some principles that I've noticed about the way these campaigns get run that I've noticed about other campaigns in the past, even though I didn't see every email from everybody else's in the past, that all marketers and everybody here is a marketer and all salespeople and everybody here is a salesperson can learn from. So from this like I said, I gleaned some principles that I think will be useful for all of us. Let's get into them. Point number one, topic once again, is how to market like a politician. Number one, repeat the same message over and over and over again. This is one of the most important things any of us can do for marketing. And I have even told you this, everything I'm telling you here today, I'm just using the, just the canvas of what the politicians are doing to push the point harder. But I told you these things over and over again in the past already. In episode 2212, this was not that long ago. Actually, it was kind of that long ago. 2212 was yeah, over 100 days ago. It's so about four months ago. I told you why to tell your story endlessly. Why you need to keep telling your story over and over and over again. I told you that you need to be able to tell your story in a 30-second soundbite, in a two-minute clip, in five minutes, in 30 minutes, and in an hour. You need to be able to tell your story in all of those time frames. Someone gives you 30 seconds, tell your story. Someone gives you 30 minutes, tell your story. You got to repeat the same message, whatever the message is. It doesn't have to be your story, but whatever your message is, you have to tell people over and over and over again for several reasons. Number one, most of the time people are not paying that much attention to you and they're not going to retain whatever you told them just now because they got other things on their mind that had nothing to do with you. In other words, they were not sitting around waiting for you to give them something to think about. They were already thinking about what they were thinking about, and they usually don't even notice your message until they've heard it or they've been exposed to it, rather, because the first time they don't even hear it. And so they've been exposed to it maybe seven times. And I want to make sure you understand this. This is stuff that has been researched over the years by you no know, marketers and marketing experts and research companies that consumers, that's you and I, people who spend money, we need to hear a message usually seven times before we even register that there was a message. In other words, if there's a commercial that keeps coming on TV or on the internet, whatever you're watching, you don't actually register what that commercial is, like what it's about, who's talking, what they're actually talking about until it flashes on your screen about the seventh time. The first six times, 
it kind of like your brain just deleted it because it wasn't looked at as something that was important for you. So any of you who does any kind of advertising online, you understand this. This is the concept of impressions. How many times does your ad need to be impressed on a person before they actually take action on the ad? Most of the time, advertisers, people do not take action on your ad the first time they see it, unless you happen to catch them at the exact moment when they're in the marketing world, we call it in heat. In the same way a dog is in heat, like a female dog's in heat when she's ready to be fertilized and you know, get pregnant. The, a buyer has to be in heat for your ad to catch them ready to take action. And people aren't always in heat at the same time that you're showing them your ad. You might need to show them your ad six times before the sixth time they're in heat. That's when they click on it. Maybe sometimes it's the first time. Maybe it's the 20th time. But you got to be running your ads long enough for them to even get seen 20 times. There are programs that I'm in where I've spent thousands of dollars that I saw ads for these programs like 20 times before I clicked on the ad. I clicked on the ad like the 20th time. True story. And many of you have done the same thing. You probably just don't notice it. I personally, I think about this kind of stuff because I'm in the marketing business. I'm in the sales business and I talk about this kind of stuff. So I'm always deciphering and conscious about it. So I notice it in ways that many of you may not notice it, but it's true for me just as much as it's true for you. One reason that you have to repeat your message is because, so let's look at politicians first before we go further. Most politicians, if you really think about it, they do not have a long list of things that they are running their campaigns on. Any of you who's ever followed any politician, I don't care who it is. It could be like a local government politician that only your neighborhood has heard of. It could be somewhere in between like a governor or a Senate, Congress, or it could be someone like the president that everybody pays attention to, or at least everybody knows about. Most politicians do not have a long list of items that their campaigns are about. One reason that they don't do this, at least the ones who are successful, is because when you want to reach a mass audience, like a whole bunch of people, we're talking millions of people whether that's in a state or a country, you cannot get too detailed, too specific, or too complicated. Why? Because you will go over people's heads. All of you need to understand, especially those of you who are listening on the podcasting apps, podcast app listeners tend to be more intelligent and tend to make more money than the average person. Studies have shown. Which means, and I'm saying this not as a tongue-in-cheek thing, many of you are smarter than the average person. So when you are giving your message to the masses, if you're trying to move a mass of people, you got to dumb down what you're saying and you got to keep it really, really simple. Because if you are too smart with your message, a bunch of people will just not get it. It will go completely over their heads. They won't get what you're saying. And therefore, you won't be able to move them to action because they don't understand what you're talking about. They'll feel like you're talking to someone other than them because your message is too complicated. Most politicians keep things really, really simple, at least the ones who win, they do. So you can't be too detailed, too specific, too complicated. You need to dumb down your message. You think about music, whatever kind of music you like. The most popular musicians have the songs that make them popular. May not be every song, but the songs that make them popular are the songs that have very simple lyrics and very simple hooks that and easily repeatable choruses. Think about that. I don't care if it's country music, rock and roll, rap, jazz, R&B. The most popular songs are the ones that have really simple lyrics that everyone can understand. They have a chorus and a melody that is easily repeatable. Those are the songs that make people popular. Think about that. Think of your favorite songs. Think of the songs you've been listening to today. They're the ones that are easily understandable, easily digestible by everybody. Even the songs that kind of cross over where like the rap songs that people who don't even listen to rap, but you know about the song. Why? Because the concept of the song and what they talk about is really, really simple. So, for example, think of a song like Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Everybody knows that song, right? Remember, everybody remember that song, Baby Got Back, Sir Mix-a-Lot? I like big butts and I cannot lie. You know that song? Everybody knows that song. 
Even if you don't listen to rap music, you know that song. Why do you know that song? Because the concept and the lyrics and the whole everything in that song is so simple that it's easily digestible, it's easily repeatable, and it's very memorable. There's nothing complex about that song at all. Every single word in it is very, very simple, and it speaks to the lowest common denominator of intelligence and understanding. And I'm not saying that to disparage the song. I'm saying that as a compliment to the song. And that's why it's so popular that you know, 40 years later, 30 years later, that song is still making money for whoever owns the rights to it. That's how things cross over when you keep things really, really simple. So you think of a song in your favorite genre of music, if it's not rap, that even people who don't listen to that genre know about the song is because it's very simple. Think about that. And if I got it wrong, somebody let me know. Politicians who win big elections like presidential and governor campaigns, they can be smart people, but their message can't be too smart because they will go over people's heads and then they won't get votes. If you go over people's heads, you can't get them to take action. Your message got to be simple enough that anybody can get it. So usually here's what happens. Most politicians have two or three core messages and they just repeat the same stuff over and over again the entire length of the campaign. Think about that. Do I got any politicians listening to this? Having my listen to the show who is either a politician, has been a politician, or you've been directly involved in a political campaign, please send me a message, email or text me. And my email is dre at dreallday.com, but or text me at my number 305-384-6894. Let me know that I got this right. And I know, I know that this is done strategically because I've seen it happen so many times it can't be by accident. And I'm going to give you some examples in a second. But they run their entire campaign, sometimes over the course of many years repeating the same messages. Look, think about Barack Obama when he ran in 2008, when he first became president. What was his campaign based on? Yes, we can and change. His whole campaign was based on those two things. Yes, we can, which is, and he didn't say we can. Well, he didn't say what we can, but the whole concept was, yes, we can, because he was a younger guy. He was a black guy. And there had never been a black guy as president. And he was relatively young. And usually the president is somebody who's a little bit older than he was, significantly older than he was. And he was saying, well, yes, we can. Because everybody was questioning, can a black guy win? Can this guy, this young win? Can a guy who doesn't have, he's not this grizzled political veteran. Barack Obama was not that when he came into politics. Can he win? You know, everybody, that question was hanging in the air. So his whole campaign was, yes, we can. And it worked hand in hand and lockstep with the concept of change. This whole concept was based around just those two things. What does it change? Well, a younger guy can win. Somebody who doesn't have a ton of political experience can win. A person who is black can win. All of those things tied together into two phrases, which encompass four words. You don't understand that? Barack Obama won presidency of the United States with four words. Yes, we can change. Four words. His whole campaign was about that. Every speech that he gave, every interview that he did, Every question that he answered, everything that he put out, every phone call, every knock on the door, every email he sent, all the stuff that he did was all based around those two concepts. Everything came down to those two concepts. I'm not saying that's why he won, but I'm saying that's why he won. Hillary Clinton, she had her concept was I'm with her. I'm with her, which is the whole around the concept of all right, can a woman become president? And I mean, she came close. She tried. Now, Let's compare Barack Obama's Yes, We Can and Change with Hillary Clinton's I'm With Her. Hillary Clinton's was just not as catchy. It wasn't as memorable. It didn't strike as strong of a chord, which is why Hillary, if people remember in 2008, she lost to Obama first for the Democratic ticket. Then she you know, tried again against Trump and she lost to him too. Donald Trump, when he went against Hillary Clinton, what was Donald Trump's campaign? All right, everybody knows it, whether you voted for him or not. Everybody knows what it was. Make America great again. 
for Donald Trump's campaign slogan. He had three. He had make America great again. Number one. Number two, America first. And number three, build the wall. One, two, three. Make America great again. America first. Build the wall. Those three were going up against Hillary Clinton's I'm with her. I'm not saying that's why Donald Trump won, but I'm saying that's why Donald Trump won. His message was more clear. It was more memorable. It struck a chord with more people. That's why he won. It had nothing to do with his policies, had nothing to do with what he was going to do with no oil and gas and green energy and what he was going to do with foreign countries and the tax code and all of that stuff. All of that stuff is way too complicated and requires way too much intelligence for the average person to understand. Even though some of you might be thinking about that right now, when you think about Clinton and Trump and Obama and all that stuff, most people are not that smart and most people are not willing to do that kind of intellectual work. It is all about these very, very, very simple ideas. Obama won because he had yes, we can and change. Those are the two things stuck in everybody's mind about Obama. Hillary Clinton had I'm with her. That was not a very good slogan. Whoever came up with that, she should have got somebody to come up with something better. That's the reason why she lost. And Donald Trump had make America great again. America first, build the wall. Those three ideas won him that election. John McCain. What was John McCain's campaign slogan when he went up against Barack Obama? Does anybody even know? Nobody knows. All right. Do you think that's the reason why John McCain lost? Yes, it is. Mitt Romney lost to Obama. What was Mitt Romney's campaign slogan? Does anybody know? We don't know. What was the big idea to his campaign? We don't know. What's the most popular form of speeches these days? Anyone who's in the speaking business or the thought leadership business, we all know the answer. The answer is TED Talks, T-E-D Talks. That's the most popular form of speeches these days to the point that when I'm talking to companies or organizations and they want somebody to come and speak, almost every organization that does live events these days, they always have some section of their event where they say, all right, we want to do, and this is what they call it. Now, we want to have TED style talks. They can't call it a TED. We want to have TED style talks because TED is its own organization and they license out their events for TEDx talks. I've done four of them myself. But TED style talks just means we want to have talks that are about 15, 20 minutes apiece where somebody comes with one big idea and is relatively short. Why is everybody trying to copy that? Because any of you who's ever done a TED talk, I don't know if we have any TED speakers who will listen to the show. If so, reach out to me. I want to know who you are. But whenever you are setting up to do a TED talk, they always ask, here's the first question that they always ask. Any of you want to give a TED talk, you should know this. And I talked about this, I believe it was episode 415, TEDx Talks, how to get chosen to give yours. Any of you want to give a TED talk, I did an episode on how to get chosen to give a TED talk, episode 415. Here's the first thing they ask you, and is the most important question. What is the big idea? That's the question. What is the big idea? And if your answer to that question is insufficient, you will not get on that stage and give that TED talk. If your answer to that question is great, the rest of your answers don't even have to be that good because the big idea is what's going to carry the day. This is the same thing with presidential elections. Actually, anybody who's going to run for any kind of political office, you should ask yourself the same question that Ted asked you if you're trying to give a TED talk. What's the big idea? Barack Obama's big idea. We still remember it 15 years later. Because it was that big of an idea that it stayed in your mind. Hillary Clinton's big idea sucked. That's why she lost. Donald Trump's big idea was great. That's why even after he lost, he still has a whole bunch of fans. Barack Obama, no longer president, still has a bunch of fans. Why? Because the big idea was great. What was John McCain's big idea? What was Mitt Romney's big idea? We have no idea. We don't even know. We can't remember. (laughs) Because their ideas sucked. This is the key, folks. What is your big idea for your business? What's the big idea of what I do? It's only four words. It's the name of the show. Work on your game. That's the big idea. That's the big idea. Now, I talk about a lot of stuff. I got, let me see, where are we at here? Today is episode number 2000. 
326 of this show. You know how many hours of material that is? You know how many words that is that I've spoken into your ears? But the big idea is four words. Work on your game. So let me be clear, because I know some of you are thinking, you're like, Dre, are you saying that the presidential elections, the person who is the leader essentially of the free world, that the electors are coming down to these very simple ideas of just what is the big idea and that's it. It doesn't have anything to do with all the details and how good of a person is, how good of a person somebody is and what their political record is and what they did this year and what was in their emails and if they're on this side or that side or they support this or that. You're saying out of all these details that you know about because you're a smart individual, you're saying the whole thing comes down to just this one big idea that any idiot can understand. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And let me tell you something else. Your business and the way you market yourself and your career comes down to a big idea as well. Is either you have a good one or you don't. If you think about it, the most popular people in any space are usually known for maybe two or three things. And there are two or three simple things, not two or three complicated things, two or three simple things. And that's it. And they just do those same two or three things over and over again. And so they're burned into your mind. You need to be doing the exact same thing with your marketing. This is what politicians do. And politicians are able to get a whole bunch of people excited to do things for them. And they're not actually, what do you get when you vote for a politician? And they win. What do you actually get? I'll wait. I just gave you this. Nothing. You get nothing. How are they able to move so many people to action? Because the big idea. Point number two. One more thing on point number one is that Josh Shapiro, who's running for governor of Pennsylvania, one thing that he does, he has the same concepts that he repeats over and over again in his campaign. I should have mentioned this. So, So before I give you more on point number two, Josh Shapiro's thing is looking at his opponent, he just keeps repeating that he has a couple of big ideas in Josh Shapiro's campaign. Let me see if I remember because I'll read every email that they sent and we're going to get into that in point number two. So his things are, number one, we're going to make sure there are no kind of restrictions on elections. So and Josh Shapiro is a Democrat. So we all know that generally speaking, that Democrats are like, we're going to allow you know, people to vote any way that they want. So they can come in early. They can mail stuff in. They don't have to have uh, like the ID restrictions. We're not going to have any of that. Anybody can vote. doesn't matter who they are. They just want to have very loose parameters when it comes to who is capable of voting. So Josh's whole thing is we're going to make sure all voting is you no know, unrestricted. Number two, he's pro-choice. And number three is my opponent's opposite of me. That's it. Those are his three pieces. His whole election that's his whole thing is about that. And when I get into point number two, I'll tell you more about how I know this to be true. But the big thing is, these are his big ideas. Open elections, pro-choice, my opponent's the opposite. So what side are you on? That's his, every email he sends is some form of pretty much that. So here's point number two. Now we get into point number two. Staying in touch relentlessly. So I get emails from the Josh Shapiro campaign every single day. And as of now, when we're under 90 days away from the election, they're sending emails at least twice a day, usually three every single day. Not a single day has gone by in the last 90 days that I have not received at least one email from this campaign. They are relentless. Now, why does this matter to you? Remember what I talked about in yesterday's episode. You are a marketer. And as a marketer, you must stay in front of your audience. Now, I'm not saying you got to send people two and three emails a day. You don't even have to send one every day, but you better be in front of them when they're ready to take action. If you're not, they just might take action with someone other than you. And if you think about it, the only people who are reading the emails for Josh Shapiro are the people who are on his email list 
And if you think about it, most of the people on Josh Shapiro's email list have probably already decided that they're going to vote for him. And they're probably his supporters or in, in some way supportive of his ideas. The purpose of the emails is not to convince you of something other than what you already believe, because somebody who already has decided they're not going to vote for Josh Shapiro, guess what? They ain't on his email list. They're not reading his emails because they hate him. Or they're against whatever he's about. They already decided they're going to vote for the other guy. But the people who are on the email list, they are, he already has their vote if they show up and vote. So the purpose of the emails is to get people who are his supporters to actually go to the polls and vote for him. That's the purpose of the emails. That's the only reason they send the emails is to make sure that the people who are his supporters who are on the list, that you actually go to the poll the day of the election and you actually cast a vote on his behalf. One of the big things that I notice about political campaigns is that it's not really about changing the minds of people because most people, like I told you, most people are not as deep of a thinker as most of you are who listen to this show. Most people's vote is not up for grabs. Like, I might vote for this person. I might vote for that person. Most people aren't like that. Most people have already decided who they're going to vote for before they even hear anything either person has to say. Oh, you're on this side. You're on that side. Okay, I'm voting for that person. None. They don't think about it anymore. All they do is come up with logical explanations and justifications for it, but they're not changing their minds. The whole thing to winning political elections, I've noticed in the amount that I had paid attention to it, is really getting the voters to show up and vote. That's really the whole thing, is getting people to show up and vote. If you can't get your people to show up and vote for you, it doesn't matter that they support you. The biggest support is to get them to actually come to the poll and push the button and actually cast the vote on your behalf. So Josh Shapiro sends all these emails to people who already like him because he wants to make sure they actually go to the poll and vote for him because if they don't vote, then their support doesn't matter. Right. In the end, he ends up losing the election. That's all they're doing. So when you're in the sales and marketing business, you should look at this. What I just described as a way of generating repeat business. That's what this is. Generating repeat business from your customers. Remember, marketers, the easiest customers to sell to are who? Any of you as a salesperson should be answering this question right now. You should be filling in a blank and answering this question. You should know. If you don't know, you should know this. Easiest customer to sell to is the one who's purchased from you already. Not the person who just heard of you yesterday. Easiest sale is the second sale. The easiest money is the second money. Someone has already done something. You're just getting them to do it again. Why? Because human beings are creatures of habit. So you need to stay in front of the people who already know, like, and trust you and continue to market to them, keyword, relentlessly. Because someone who doesn't want to be marketed to anymore by you, guess what they do? They click the unfollow or the unsubscribe button and they stop hearing from you. But if they keep opening your stuff, guess what? They want to hear it. So keep saying it. Keep telling them. The challenge with many marketers is that many of you are way too tentative in your marketing. You are afraid of reaching out to people too much, quote unquote. I don't want to reach out to people too much. Listen, if they are on your list and they don't want to hear from you anymore, everyone knows how to unsubscribe. Everybody knows how to unfollow. Everybody knows how to mark something as spam or to block you. All right? Nobody is unsure of what to do if they're getting emailed too much. So just stop getting emails. That's it. So there's no such thing as reaching out to people too much. There's no such thing as being too aggressive and telling people about what you're doing and how you can help them. Understand something, folks. The people who don't want to hear from you, they have mechanisms to stop you from reaching out to them. All right. So everybody else, they want you to talk to them. So do it. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to market like a politician. Number three, always ask for action. And this guy named Dan Kennedy, he wrote a book called The No BS Marketing. And he lays out in one of his programs, he lays out the 12, was it 12 or eight? I can't remember. But he lays out his commandments for marketing. One of the commandments is there shall always be a call to action. 
or an offer. There's always an offer. In other words, you never reach out to your audience without giving them something to do. You don't just give people information. You always give them an action to take. I remember I sent out an email probably about a month ago and somebody replied to one of the emails that I sent. And my emails always have a call to action. I've been doing that even before I heard Dan Kennedy say it. And somebody else probably heard it from Dan Kennedy and they said it and I took it from there. But I always put any of you gets any of my emails. You notice at the end of every email that I send, I always have a link or something for you to do. Even if you don't do it, I always have something for you to do if you want to do it. At least one thing. And somebody had replied to an email that I sent out not too long ago. And they said, well, Dre, they mentioned the fact that I had a link in there and something for them to do. And they said, well, it sounds like a marketing scheme, what you're sending out. Sounds like some kind of marketing scheme. And it's funny as the person said it. I remember thinking to myself, I didn't even reply to the person's email because it was an idiotic thing to say. It was like, you dumbass, I'm in the marketing business. Of course, it's a marketing scheme. Everything I do is a marketing scheme. Everything your favorite politician does is a marketing scheme. Everything your favorite influencer does is a marketing scheme. Everything the companies who you buy from, Amazon, Google, Nike, uh, everything they do, Apple, everything they do is a marketing scheme. Uh, when you see Apple with a billboard up in the middle of your city, that's marketing. That's a marketing scheme. It's a scheme to stay top of mind with you so that when you get ready to buy a new electronic gadget, you buy it from Apple. All right, that is a marketing scheme. Everything you do, marketer, is a marketing scheme. So this person, I guess they were trying to you know, shame me in some way. Like it's wrong to be marketing. And they even said in the email, I bought some of your books in the past. So you stupid motherfucker, how'd you get them? How'd you find out about my books? Because I marketed them to you. I advertised to you. That's how you found out about them. So everything is a marketing scheme. Okay, that's the business. All right, everybody understand that? So always ask for the action. If people don't like the fact that you're asking for action, they know how to click the unsubscribe button. It's over. Every email that I get from a politician, regardless of their affiliation, regardless of what party they are in, regardless of what they're running for, every single email I ever see from a politician, even if you see an advertisement on social media from a politician, every single one, 100%, they always ask for some form of action in their message every single time. Never, ever do I get an email from Josh Shapiro's campaign. They don't ask me to do something. Most of the emails are asking for some kind of donation of money, but not all of them. Sometimes they ask for, there was a couple of days sent out where they asked, could you be a volunteer? Meaning, would you come and work the phones on our behalf and actually call people to try to make sure they're going to come vote? Would you send text messages on our behalf? Was another one they asked. There's another one they said, would you actually sign up to knock on doors on our behalf? Actually knock on people's doors so that you can move people to take action and come vote for us. This is a real thing. You believe it? And all of this in exchange for what? What do you get? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing that you get. At least if I offer you something, I'm giving you something. I'm going to give you a book. I'm going to give you a coaching program. I'm going to give you a course. They're giving you absolutely nothing and they still get people to do it. This is the whole point. This is genius marketing, folks. So there's a lot you can learn from the way politicians do marketing because they're not even offering a product. All right, those of you who are selling things, you actually, at least you give people something. They ain't giving you nothing and they still get people to do it. So marketing is about the principles, people. It's not about the product itself. It's about the principles of what you are doing. They always ask for action in their message. Never, ever have I gotten a message from a politician that just gave me a message and just moved on. They always ask me to do something. Now, usually it's money. Now, this guy Shapiro, he has buttons in his emails that will allow you to donate either $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, $500. Every single email. If they don't ask for money, which is 95% of the time, they're going to ask you to do the other things I said. Make calls, knock on doors. They have an app. You would download the app. But they never, ever send you a message and give you information without giving you what we call a call to action. That's the action step. That's asking you to do something. You, marketer, in your marketing, you need to be doing the exact same thing.
And let me tell you why this matters. Because most people, the people who you are marketing to, the human beings out here, they go through life aimlessly. No goals, no direction. And what they're waiting for is for someone to come along and tell them what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And guess who that would be? That would be you. Most people are waiting for someone to lead them and tell them what to do. Do this. Do that. Think this way. Don't do that. Do this instead. Go in this direction. This is the action that you need to take. Most people are just waiting for somebody to lead them and tell them what to do. Do it. Tell them what to do. People want to be led. So direct and lead people. This is the exact reason why politicians are able to draw up such large followings, even though they don't actually offer you anything in exchange for your time, money, attention, energy, and focus. It's because they're giving you something to do. Now, they're giving you a purpose. They're giving you a direction. At least if I sell you something, you actually get something. What's a politician giving you? What do you get when you vote for a politician and they win? You don't get anything. What, when they give you a free t-shirt? I mean, that's the furthest extent of it. But they have large followings. A lot of politicians have really big followings, a lot of supporters. Why? And people who give them money, knowing that they get nothing in exchange. Because politicians are directing people and giving them something to believe in and are giving them something to do. People will do interesting things when you give them a purpose and a reason for doing it, even if you give them nothing else. So those of you who are selling stuff, they actually get a thing. Okay. You combine it with what politicians are doing and you'll be unstoppable. So you need to assume this position in your business and in your marketing as the leader, as the director. You are telling people what to do. You're not just giving them information. You are directing them. They want to be directed. So step up and lead. All that said, let's recap today's class, which says how to market like a politician. And I got this because I started getting emails from the Josh Shapiro campaign running for governor in the state of Pennsylvania, which has not been decided as of this recording. I don't know how I got on his list, even though I'm from Pennsylvania, but I don't remember signing up for anything that would land me on his list. But I started reading through their emails and it led to me noticing some principles that all marketers could use in the way that they do things. Number one, Repeat the same message over and over and over again. It needs to be very simple. It does not need to be more than two to three ideas. And that's it. Barack Obama won the election twice based on two or three simple ideas. Hillary Clinton lost the election twice, actually, because she had weak weak ideas, weak marketing team. She needs to hire better marketers if she ever is going to run again. Donald Trump won the election because he had very simple ideas, similar to Barack Obama. John McCain, Mitt Romney lost because we can't even remember what their ideas were. That's how terrible they were. Point number two, stay in touch relentlessly. I get emails from Josh Shapiro every single day. Not one day in the last four months has gone by where I haven't gotten at least one email from this person. He is relentlessly in front of his audience, and I bet his opponent is doing the exact same thing. And his messages are relatively simple, too. Number one, open elections. Number two, pro-choice. Number three, my opponent's the opposite of me. So if you vote for him, then you're voting against open elections and you're voting against pro-choice. That's basically his whole campaign. Everything he says, he just says the same things in a different way. That's all he's doing the entire campaign. And I bet his opponent is just doing the opposite of it, but doing the exact same thing, keeping it relatively simple. When you get too complex, you start going over people's heads and you start canceling people out of your audience. That's fine if you're doing it on purpose. Make sure you're not doing it by accident, by being too detailed, too specific and too smart for your audience. If you're trying to reach a mass audience, you got to be very, very simple and very, very rudimentary ideas. When you get too complicated with ideas that require people actually think, all right, understand you're eliminating a large percentage of the world because most people do not think and most people are not nearly as smart as you think they are. Point number three, always ask for the action. Every email I get from a politician, regardless of their affiliation, they always ask for something. Most of the time they're asking for money. If they're not that, is download our app, is asking you to be a volunteer, it's asking you to know 
fill out some survey. They're always asking you to do something. They never just give you a message and just leave it at that. Understand that everybody is waiting for direction in life. They're waiting for someone to lead them and direct them and to tell them what to do. Those of you who are marketers, if you are giving people an actual product with your stuff, you should be able to take these principles and put your business into hyperdrive because if a politician can get action out of people and they're not even giving anything, all right, politicians give nothing. If I go vote for this guy, Shapiro, or I say I'll knock on doors and dial phones on his behalf, what do I get? I get absolutely nothing, but I get it. Their thanks. I'm never going to meet this guy. I won't even get a handshake. I might get an automated recorded message that says, hey, thanks for being part of my campaign. I get nothing. So you're giving people an actual thing. You apply these principles. You can do even better than the politicians do. This is how you market like a politician. So text me to get my motivation text, whether it's daily, weekly, or whatever, by texting me at my number 305-384-6894 and at workingyourgame.net. Get into my training where we talk about how to get to the next level in your finances business-wise without running yourself into the ground. Simple idea. Workonyourgame.net is that website. Again, workonyourgame.net. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.